you like to pray powerful prayers? Well, the scripture talks about the type of person who can pray that way. So let's talk about it in today's episode of the Hope for Healing Faithful Living Podcast. Hello, I'm Tim Dumas. Thank you for joining me. I do pray that you are doing well today, growing in the things of God, being thankful for God, for who He is, not just what He's done for us, but for who He is. Amen. So today I want to talk about the person who can pray powerful prayers. Let's start with James chapter 5, verse 16, and I will share from the English Transit, English Standard Version. It says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. The prayer of a righteous person has great power. Amen. That's what the scripture says. So who can pray a powerful prayer? A righteous person can. A person who is totally and completely right with God. He's righteous. But you and I, you know, we have sinned. You and I, we still have things that need changing in our lives. We still have growth to do. So how can we qualify as being righteous? How can we be that type of person who prays powerful prayers? Well, just like everything else when it comes to God and our relationship with him, it's dependent on the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says this, For our sake, he's talking about me and you here, For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. This is talking about Jesus. Jesus lived a completely righteous life. He knew no sin. But through his his redemptive work on the cross, he was made to be sin so that the righteousness that he truly was, we could partake of. The scripture says, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him, talking about in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. Because of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ, we can believe on him that he took our sins and we can believe on him for his righteousness to be ours. Amen. Jesus never sinned but he became or was made to be sin. In other words, our sin was put upon him. He was found guilty of sin, even though he had never sinned. The judgment of sin was put on him. And in return, when we believe that he took our sin, we can receive his righteousness. Though we haven't lived right, we can be made righteous. We can be judged as being righteous. See, he took our sin and we get his righteousness. And in Christ, believing on him, as uh, we become a new creation in him, confess him as Lord and Savior, according to Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10. We believe on him. We are born again. We become a new creation. And his righteousness is accounted to us for our righteousness. We become the righteousness of God. We have a completely, totally right standing with God. And it's the righteous person who can pray powerful prayers. Now, let me share some more with you. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 14, again from the English Standard Version. And it reads, And so, 
from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance in the saints of the light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sin. So it's talking about what the father has done for us through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. And I want you to notice again what it says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. Giving thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. So we try sometimes to do right so that we can qualify. No, God qualified us. God qualified us in Christ. Now, do we try to do right? Yes, of course we do. Are we striving to live out his will by his grace, believing on him for the grace to do it? Of course we do. This is who he's called us to be and what he's called us to do. But we need to understand we can never make it on our own. We are dependent on him. And what he has done through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ is that he has qualified us. He has qualified you to share in the inheritance that he has for you. It's not on your own works. That couldn't get there. But Christ took your sin and my sin upon himself. He was made to be sin. He was made to be considered guilty so that we, even though we did sin, can be considered innocent. He took it for us. Because of the work of Jesus Christ, we can become the righteousness of God. We become qualified to share in the inheritance. We become people who can pray powerful prayers because we're righteous, not in our own selves, but in him, in Christ, believing on him and his redemptive work. Now, I want to share something else with you. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 says this, Since we have the same spirit of faith according to it has been written, I believe and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak. Now, why am I sharing this? Because we've learned today, we saw from the scripture that God himself has qualified us because of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. He has made us righteous in Christ. In him, we are righteous. That needs to become real to us. That needs to become a reality to us so that we can walk in it, so that we can operate in it, so that when we pray, we actually see ourselves in light of the word, which means we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Again, that's 2 Corinthians 5.21. But we need to renew our minds and strengthen our spirits to believe that that's who we are in Christ. And one of the ways that we do this is by confessing it. I believe, and so I spoke. I believe, and so we speak. 2 Corinthians 4.13. Again, that's where that is. 
So we need to confess. We need to speak what we believe. If you believe that God has qualified you to share in the inheritance, if you believe that through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ, you can walk in the righteousness of God, you need to speak it. You need to confess it so that it becomes real to you, so that it becomes a reality to you. And when you pray, you're praying from the standpoint of being righteous. No shame, no guilt, only knowing that you are right with God because of Jesus. So you confess that. You say, I am the righteousness of God. In Christ, I am the righteousness of God. I am in Christ, the righteousness of God. He has qualified me to share in the inheritance. He, God himself, has qualified me through the redemptive work of Christ to share in all that he has for me. So you need to confess that. You need to hold on to it. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope or our faith without wavering for he who promised is faithful. We need to understand that when we speak, we're doing, we're participating. I'll put it that way. We are, when we confess God's word, we are participating with his work in us. He's doing a work in us. We see his truth. We see his will. We believe it. And when we speak it, We are actively participating in the change he's wanting to make in us. So we hold fast to what we believe. We confess it. We believe we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ, according to 2 Corinthians 5.21. We believe that God, through the work of Christ, has qualified us to share in the inheritance what he has for us. Colossians chapter 1 Verse 12, so we confess these things. And as we do that, our faith grows in this area. It becomes real to us, and we start to act on it. I want you to know that God is good, that he loves you, and he wants to bring you up higher in what he has for you. But we have to participate with the process by reading his word, believing his word, acting on the word, and then trusting him for the outcome. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of the Hope for Healing, Faithful Living Podcast. Again, my name is Tim Dumas. I love you. I'm praying for you. Until next time, may God's richest and best be yours.